0: In the last episode, John Brody shares how he bootstrapped his company from zero to over 265000 in monthly recurring revenue. Welcome everybody, and we have another amazing guest today. His name is Sohel Khan. I hope I pronounced that right. He is the number one joint venture expert. He is an eight-figure business mentor, a serial entrepreneur, and best-selling author. Who recently sold one of his businesses for eight figures? So, last but not least, he is one of the authors of Guerrilla Marketing and Joint Ventures. So, I want to welcome Sohel to the show. Welcome, my friend. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, absolutely. You're coming to us all the way from Dubai. I understand. I am. That's correct. Yeah. A- awesome. Well, I'm in Buffalo, so we're 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 quite quite a bit ahead, or you're quite a bit ahead of me time wise. So, I just was on an interview earlier with somebody in Australia. So, cool. it seems like that's the trend today. So, <laughs> yes. so for those in my audience who are not familiar with joint ventures, can you tell us what they are and kind of how they work? Give us a little bit of background there. Yeah, perfect. Because this is, this is the number one
1: question I get asked all, all the time. What is a joint venture? Now, if you're in the internet marketing industry, a joint venture is termed differently. It's basically what people are used to is, you know, you send a, promo, a promotion to my list, I send a promotion to your list, and that's how we work. But Most of the joint ventures and strategic alliances that I get involved in and obviously with my trained consultants is in the offline world, in the corporate sector or like, you know, in the in the in the SME sector. So how I explain what joint ventures are is basically a joint venture is a a mutual benefit between two or more companies that share the same resources. So basically what that means is, let's say you've got a luxury bathroom tar manufacturer and a luxury bathroom suite manufacturer. Now, they both see each other as competitors, but they have a mutual interest because they share the same customer base. Now, most times, companies find it difficult to approach each other to do collaborations and joint ventures. Reason being is because most companies see each other as competitors, but it takes a third party which is someone like myself, like a joint venture expert or a joint venture broker or a joint venture consultant, to be able to put those companies together and do joint venture deals and obviously take a cut from the sales.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Gotcha. So you as a joint venture broker, how do you go out and get these deals? Or do you have people coming to you? You market the service and then you've got a lot of inbound leads coming to you where you've got people, different parties interested in, you know, in doing these types of things, or do you have to do outreach to them? How does it typically work?
1: Well, I'm, I'm in a very fortunate position because I'm obviously uh, renowned as one of the top joint venture, joint venture experts in the world. So I get approached on a daily basis for people looking for joint venture partners or looking for a joint venture broker or a joint venture consultant. But how I normally train joint venture consultants and joint venture brokers is pretty much outreach. And, and how we do that is, you know, I've got this international best-selling book that's done really, really well, Gooder Marketing Joint Ventures, that I co-wrote with my late mentor, Jay Conrad Levinson, the father of Gooder Marketing, who passed away a few years ago. And we primarily use the book as a lead gen to educate people in terms of what joint ventures are and how strategic alliances work. And and obviously what we do is we offer those businesses a free mini joint venture audit, and then we find out whether they qualify or whether their business is suitable for doing joint ventures. And that's how we basically start working with business owners.
0: Perfect. Okay, great. So why would somebody who already has an existing business consider joint ventures? I mean, I've get say I've got an established business. So let me draw you a picture, right? I started a what's called a third-party logistics company, a freight management sure. company back in 2003. <clears throat> I ran that for 12 years, grew it to 80 million dollars in sales and sold it. But along the way, you know, we were growing and we focused in on freight management. My customers were manufacturers, distributors, producers, importers, exporters. Why would a company like mine go out and or why or how, I guess, why would they go out and start diverting our attention away into other products and services if they're not something that we offer direct?
1: Correct. I think the main, for, uh, the main advantage of a joint venture really is it's a no cost marketing strategy up front. So most of the companies that we deal with, deal with, they're spending money on, let's say, Facebook ads, for example, or Google AdWords to generate leads. We can show them how to generate leads for free using joint ventures. We can also show them how to generate sales for free using joint ventures and also how to sell to existing customers using other people's products by using joint ventures. And our main aim always is is to educate the customer or the client who is a business owner to actually get them into a position where eventually their advertising and marketing costs go down to zero and they become more reliant on joint ventures, which is basically a no cost upfront strategy.
0: Gotcha. So it's lower risk because you don't have to put all that cash up front for advertising you don't have to worry about optimizing it you don't have to worry about all the breakage you know it's really more about leveraging people's existing lists or relationships and then just targeting the right product into them
1: correct i mean leverage is the word and it's not only really just lists and customers we can leverage assets as well so if you have companies that have existing assets that are sitting there doing nothing i'm talking premises buildings i'm talking conference you know rooms we're talking telesales teams That are underproductive. Those are things that we can all leverage upfront for totally free, and just and just give them a percentage of the sales that are generated for us using that asset or that you know list or that customer database. So that's the beauty of
0: joint ventures and strategic alliances. Okay, great. So my audience loves tactics and strategies and kind of how to, right? Things that are actionable. Things that they can leave this podcast and they can kind of go out and get their hands dirty, right? So. Can you share a few tips for my audience establishing, you know, the framework for establishing a successful joint venture?
1: Yeah, sure. Definitely. I think one of the biggest things is due diligence. When you're going out looking for joint venture partners, you want to work with trusted joint venture partners. And you've got to make sure that any joint venture partners you work with have testimonials, have satisfied customers. Another thing you've got to look out for is a lot of people in the industry say, I have a huge list, okay? Let's do a JV. Let's get together. You can promote to my list. You've got to make sure that that list you're promoting to is not just prospects, but it has to be customers. It has to be real paying customers because that's obviously where the results come from and that's where the sales come from. And the sales is what is required as an outcome from doing a joint venture so so there's a share of that revenue between the joint venture
0: partners. Okay. So that was a couple of the pieces. I mean, is there anything else that you would really, you know, if you were sitting down with, with somebody you were going to mentor, is there, are there, is there anything else you would kind of steer them in the right direction just to make sure that they got off to a good start?
1: I think what we, what we normally get into is when we have someone go out and do joint ventures and strategic alliances, one of the biggest things you've got to look for is most people have a product, for example, and they want to get the product out there. The most important thing is, is actually locking down The access to a distribution list or distribution network, that's really where the money is. So a lot of people have this image that, you know, I've got a product, I can get it out there to do a joint venture, or I'll just go and find a product to be able to go out there and find partners. But the distribution challenge is the most important thing. If you can find a very, very good company or a company that has a great distribution network or distribution list, that is where you always need to start from. And, you know, it all comes down to building rapport and asking the right questions. So when you're out on about networking or you're seeking uh, potential joint venture partners, that's one of the biggest things that you've got to look at.
0: Perfect. Okay, that's great. So can you give me some examples of, say, recent joint ventures that you've either been involved with or some of your students or mentors? You know, and what I'd like to do, if possible, is I'd like to talk about one that was very successful and kind of break that down a little bit. And then maybe talk about one that didn't end so well, because, hey, listen, we're in business, right? Not everything not everything we touch turns to gold, right? So could you talk about maybe a the framework or what it looked like for an existing or a successful joint venture to start?
1: Yeah, very easy. I mean, I'll talk about one of the most successful joint ventures that I've been involved in myself personally. And that was basically putting an opportunity by reading a Sunday uh, newspaper with a one-page ad. The one-page ad had what was on there a published book for sale, and the book was how to use your pc in two hours it was targeted at the baby boomer market what was interesting was not the actually the book was the strap line under the book which said that this book had actually had, had sold 400,000 copies so i contacted the company and asked them you know do you have a video version of the book and they said no so what i ended up doing was i ended up creating a video version of the book paying 500 dollars for it and getting a camtasia course created licensed it back to the company. We did a joint venture together. They upsold the video course to the existing book buyers, which was 400,000. And from that deal, we did just over 201,000 units, and my cut was $7.50 per unit. So that deal, all in all, made me just over $1.5 million in commission.
0: Wow, that's amazing. See, so it's all about spotting the right time, the right opportunity, the right time, the right you know product. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. So let's flip the coin a little bit. Let's talk about one that maybe didn't end so well. Something that you had high hopes for, but all of a sudden it just, it fell flat.
1: It was a very similar deal that I did with a publishing company that had over two billion customers. The reason why it fell flat was basically a uh, decision makers in the process. I wasn't dealing directly with the CEO. I was handed down to a marketing manager and that is where basically the deal got dropped. So, you know, if, when you do, when you're working with a company and as joint venture brokers and consultants, we tend to be, manage the deal ourselves. So they really didn't have an appointed person that was managing that relationship or re- managing the campaign. So one of the reasons for that deal failing was basically, basically they were just too busy in their own business. But saying that, due diligence was done on the offset, but the role was switched. So instead of working directly with the CEO, you know, we were now appointed someone else to supervise the deal, and it just didn't go to fruition.
0: So was it, I mean, you said as a media company, so it was, the, it was the same framework. Was it where you took a book and then you were doing that same sort of, yes, you know, video yes, course for, you were trying to, you were trying to templatize that a little bit, right? Yeah, Using that.
1: Very, very, yes. Very similar.
0: Okay. Very good. Okay. How long ago was that?
1: That was about five years ago, but the original deal that I did, which put me on the map, the 1.5 million deal that was back in 2009.
0: Nine. Okay, great. All right. Awesome. So we're getting close to the end you know, of our time here, can you share, you know, one of your favorite growth tools or apps or software, something that you use technology to grow your business? Okay. So i be I use
1: click funnels a lot and I was using lead pages before that. So I think those sort of tools are really, really good because they give you statistics and everyone talks about funnels and and developing funnels but you know you don't have a complicated you don't need a complicated funnel as long as it goes down and gives you an outcome and i'll give you i'll give you a classic example okay many years ago when i used to speak on the stage on the circuit i recorded an interview that i did on stage with one of the promoters and it was uh, basically a dvd a video interview and I, was, I did a, a free plus shipping deal on that. So basically what that means is that you can have the DVD for free, but you pay shipping, okay? So I think it was like six ninety nine shipping. Now, from that one DVD, I managed to upsell at least, I think it was about 65% of the people who bought a DVD up to the $15,000 boot camp that I was doing, which was you know, my, my joint venture boot camp. I used to do boot camps for the last six years. I've been doing three-day boot camps in Las Vegas four times a year. That business I actually sold last year to one of my joint venture partners, who's one of the biggest sales training companies in North America for just over eight figures. So I sold the IP rights to my consulting and my training business, which encompasses joint ventures. But that was something that I did. And it was a one step. It wasn't even a funnel. It was a one step from a DVD to a $15,000 program. So a lot of people you know, don't complicate it. You don't need like 15, 16, 20 steps in a funnel. You know, it just, the offer has to be right in terms of what people are after and it has to correlate to what the uh, what your upfront lead gen or what your upfront initial offer is to get them into a bigger offer
0: so i can't help res- I can't resist here now that you sold that training business you know around JV which was probably a big part of what you were doing here for Correct. the last 5 or 10 years what are you doing now are you really just focused in on the JV partnerships and the or the JV broker part of it
1: Actually, I was very clever because they made me sign a three-year non-compete clause. So I handed them my client list, which was Fortune 100 and 500 companies. I was getting paid between 30k and 50k a day for consulting, joint venture consulting. So I sold the IP rights, but as part of the contract, I also have a license deal with them, where I've actually licensed back my IP for the next three years. So if I do still want to use any of my content, I can use it, but I just pay them a really small royalty. Nowadays, I'm focused a lot on mentoring. So you know, I'm now going by, you know, the the eight figure mentor, which basically is helping people build their business up to eight, nine figures. So I say to people, you know, seven figures is so yesterday, it's now all about eight and nine figures. So I'm working with a few business owners that I'm working with now on a month by month basis, I have a very small mentoring program, just a handful of people and really enjoying it. So I'm actually applying everything that I know about joint ventures, and actually helping them grow their business. But I think a, a real perk of that is I get involved in closing deals for them as well. So that's a real, real bonus that they won't get anywhere else with any mentor that just gives you mentoring. You know, I provide that service where I help them close deals as well. So
0: Yeah, so it's very hands-on. Awesome. Great. Yeah, All right, much. so well, that's pretty much going to wrap up our show for today, Sohail. But would you do me a favor and share one parting piece of guidance and then let everyone know how they can connect with you and learn more about the power of joint ventures?
1: Well, one of the things I always do, and I always have a motto that I, I live my life by, and that is, what would you do if you knew you could never fail? So, you know, that's a very, very important mantra that I use in business. and It allows me to do some really, really cool things in business. So, you know, that's what I tend to do. And that's why I'm very fortunate to be able to do some really, really cool things in the business world. And, uh, you know, if people want to get in touch with me and learn more about joint ventures, I have a website. It's milliondollarpartnering.com. You can see my book on that site. You can see snippets of the book. And there's loads of free resources on there also. You can see a couple of videos of me uh, speaking on stage about joint ventures. And uh, if anyone's interested in becoming a joint venture broker or consultant, then go over to jointventurespecialists.com forward slash offer. And uh, you can have a look over there and see what sort of uh, training is available for anyone that's looking to get into the world as a joint venture consultant or joint venture broker.
0: Awesome. Listen, I want to thank you for taking the time and sharing all your knowledge. I want you to have an awesome day. Don't uh, I know it's late there in Dubai, so thank you for staying up. And uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Thanks, Dennis. All right. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.